Welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. I am Charles Lewis, your client results advocate. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number 333. Usually there's a sign behind us that says 333, and uh, you'll notice if you're watching, it's not a, well, it's a, it's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign that Chuck is actually not here uh, yeah. in our studio, so he's broadcasting live uh, from home, from the home office. How's it going, Chuck? Man, I'm at the crib, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm All right. Good. Wish I could be in the office right now, but, you know, next week. We are, we are surviving here. Um, as always, there is a tip from our previous podcast, and that tip is outside promotions can influence your analytics. Yeah, anytime you've done a promotion and then you're looking at analytics from the same time the previous year, expect your analytics to be skewed. So keep that in mind as you review your reports to any outside promotion that you may have done. Boom. As always, please remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers. Yep. And our mantra is... Do not be a douche. Don't be a douche. It, it is not, it is not a good look. look for you. We have a good good article about email or something, right, Chuck? Yeah, email marketing myths that you thought were facts. Email and so it's marketing. by Lynn Marketing and the good folks over at Search Engine Journal. And so we'll check into that in just a minute. All right. So um, if you this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, howdy. Welcome to the podcast. If you've listened to this podcast before, then you may know what we're about to skip. Uh, the way this works is if we get at least 10 shikos. What are shikos? Shikos or follows. Shares, like, or follows on any one of our social media platform, not our, any one of our pages on uh, the social media platforms that are available, <laughs> then, uh, and we get a review, then we don't tell you the step-by-step process of giving us a review. Yep. Now, if, uh, if we, and so this case, we got 10 and we got a review, so we're going to skip that section. We will tell you, though, how to engage with us or how to shiko us. And uh, there's a number of ways you can do that on, obviously, social media platforms. And that would be like Facebook.com slash uh, eWeb Results. Instagram.com slash eWeb Results. Twitter.com slash eWeb Results. YouTube.com slash eWeb Results. And, of course, don't forget the always breathy <gasps> LinkedIn.com slash company slash eWeb Results. All of those will take you to our social media platform page or whatever and go ahead and shiko us while you're there. If, um, if you're a PHP genius or a WordPress guru, we're probably looking for you. Go ahead and submit an audio resume, 713-510-7846. Oh, and I skipped a section, Chuck, since you lifted your phone. Uh, if somebody's watching the podcast right now, they should... What should they do with some sort of electronic device that could tweet? Oh, they should, they should tweet us. Hashtag SEO Podcast. This is number 333. Uh, be sure to tag us in it. At eWeb Results. At Best SEO Podcast. That way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking stuff. Excellent. If you're looking for a free website analysis, we can get that free comprehensive website analysis over to you. Uh, all you need to do is go to our website, eWebResults.com, and you cannot miss that form. Uh, please do that. It's, a, it's, it's of significant value. Everyone who goes through that process uh, is very happy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what we would charge for it, um, so get it before we start charging for it. Chuck, do we have any so algorithm we- cataclysm? Uh, I do have some algo cat. All right, time for the favorite segment of the show, the algorithm cataclysm. Oh, yeah, even Chuck was shaking on that one. 
<laughs> he almost fell over. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is a pretty big algo cat to a pretty big algo cat, man. So consider um, consider reviews, right? So Google is now making a change to the search engine results page. So they're going to highlight um, any best reviewed places to eat and drink in your search results. So if you don't, let's say, know what you're in the mood for and you ain't sure, you know, what the best place is to go for it. You may do a search for something like an example they gave was a Thai restaurant, right? And if you do that, then Google is going to return with what it thinks is the best result based off of critic reviews and mentions and other articles such as top 10 lists and some of the top um, uh, food review sites. So another reason you want to push for reviews and get mentions about your company on all these sites. Here, here at eWeb Results, we actually have a system called uh, well, the, uh, the letters are CSSR, it stands for Customer Service Survey and Reviews, where we actively pursue reviews for your customers. Um, there is no more active way. I've never heard of it. Chuck and I have been in the industry for quite some time, uh, and, and we created it here at eWeb Results. So uh, if you're interested in that, let us know, uh, and we can help you out with that. So, uh, you know, algorithm cataclysm, always really important. So uh, it's an interesting day. I don't have any news. Chuck, do you have any news? I have one piece of news. I have one piece of news, and it, and I thought it was uh, pretty relevant. Also, um, um, Instagram, Instagram is taking a bite out of out of Snapchat, right? And so, uh, you know, Snapchat is known for for providing uh, videos that can that you can share that disappear, right? Well, and they call it stories. Well, Instagram has rolled out uh, the same exact feature, literally duplicate, <laughs> and they're calling it Instagram Stories, and they just rolled it out this week. Um, I got an invite to it yesterday. Haven't really tried it, uh, but we're gonna see. And so I think that personally, um, they're gonna draw a dividing line. Yeah. Either half of the people who use Instagram but don't use Snapchat probably won't use Snapchat. They'll continue to use Instagram, and then those people who use both, I think they'll probably end up migrating to whatever platform they have that has the biggest uh, following. Yeah, make makes sense. Wow. All right, so um, I do have a review. This is the reason you noticed that there is no tag. It got close, Chuck, right there at the mi- at the end of it. I was uh, oh, <laughs> I'm looking at this is funny because I'm looking at my uh, iPad and then I look at the screen and I'm like, wait, that it looked like my iPad. So I was like, I don't know what happened. I don't have a camera. I don't have a body cam. You know, so that was that was odd. All right, so the uh, the review is it is of course. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, it's a marketing consultant. It's Jen April, you know, Jen APR22 from Canada. It says five stars across the board. Not only do I learn something with every podcast, but I have fun listening. I look forward to every new episode. Punch in the face to you, Jen. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being a loyal listener and taking the time to write a review. Uh, and that review, yep. that appreciate it. That was on iTunes, right? Yeah, that was iTunes. Excellent. I do have a patif. Now, this is an interesting patif. We have software that allows us to know who's been visiting our website, and there's one particular user, uh, I think it's one particular user, at Higher Information Group, LLC, who visits regularly, I'm assuming is a regular podcast listener, just hasn't reached out to us yet, or maybe they have and they own some other business or something, but punch in the face to you, whoever it is that works at Higher Information Group, LLC. Uh, I got a patif also. All right. I wanted to give a punch in the face to uh, Bavarian Window Cleaning. They hit us up on Twitter. Um, they say, um, at eWeb Results, hashtag, it's your podcast, 313. 
314 and 315. Big punch in the face for a great informative podcast. What's the wait time on the website or now? Ah. So punch in the face to you guys there on Twitter. They're at uh, Bavarian WC. I guess that explains why you asked me if I had reached out to Bavarian C <laughs> yet. <laughs> and I did not get a chance to do that today. I will do that first thing um, Well, after meetings on Monday. we got lots of meetings in the morning about client, client results. Um, all right, so that is the potatoes. Since I don't have any news, unless you've got anything else, it's time to jump into the meat. Well, like I said, I pulled this article man, from Search Engine Journal by Lynn Marketing. It's called Email Marketing Myths. Um, that you thought were facts. And so he has six myths in here, which were pretty cool because some of these I heard before and, um, and, and some people think they're true, but he says they're really not, they're myths, they're not facts. And so let's get right into it. Matter of fact, he starts off by saying that uh, last year, uh, the number of emails sent and received totaled over 205 billion, right? He said the world is without a doubt addicted to our inboxes. And so it's because of that that, Despite what clickbait generating marketing gurus want you to believe, no email marketing is dead. And I mean, I totally agree with that statement. I've always said it. I've continued to preach it that the inbox is still the most visited place on the Internet. Absolutely. And so as long as that's the case, uh, email marketing is just going to continue to be extremely important. It's, as long as that's true, it's going to be part of what we offer for our clients. Absolutely. One, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it starts off with number one. Number one, the myth is that uh, Tuesday is the best day to send marketing emails. It's interesting, because I heard that before. Right, right? me too. And he says, con- kind of content- consider this story. He says, uh, it wouldn't be Monday because uh, people are getting in and catching up, and it wouldn't be Friday because people are getting ready for the weekend. Wednesday and Thursday, people are already in full swing and probably focused on work, and so that would seem that Tuesday is the best day to send a marketing email. But in fact... He says that's absolutely wrong. According to HubSpot, um, they took a look at the impact of the day of the week that had on email open rates. And for large lists, Tuesday was actually the worst day to send marketing emails. <laughs> wow. And so, you know, and I could see that. And what I kind of thought about was our process and how we, we tend to send, see emails. And with all the reports and analytics I look at, Friday afternoon seems to be the best time for us. Uh, we get high open rates. We get high engagement. And what I also notice is that when we send on Friday afternoon, we see opens throughout the following week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they continue to get opens. And so um, if I had to put our expertise on it, um, I would say Friday afternoons is probably one of the best times to send. Boom, Friday. Now now we know. (laughs) So number two, number two on this list, he says um, you can only send a particular email once. Uh, this is he got a pro tip in this one here. I, I really love this one. He says he's always been a fan of repurposing content and getting more value out of it. Like me too, right? And so I like this tactic he shared by uh, uh, some old me, the founder of uh, Nolan Kagan, um, for for a program called Easy Bid to get more mileage from every email you send. He says step one: take the same email you sent and change the subject line to something new, and then step two email it out a week later to a list of your non-opens. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the <laughs> first title didn't brilliant. work, and you know yeah, who didn't so, open uh, it because the first title didn't work for them, change the title, send it to them. Exactly. Send it to your non-opens a week later. And so um, I thought that was a, a great tip, pro tip, and uh, we'll share that later. And um, that probably but, should But he's be. absolutely right. You can. 
send out email more than once, especially if you if you're repurposing it. And one of the things I like to highlight is the fact that usually you spend a lot of time. And in our case, <laughs> we dedicate a lot of man hours to creating this newsletter. And so it's just not a valuable use of resources to only send it once. Uh, it makes sense to to send it out more than once. So it's something we should probably incorporate. Absolutely. Number three should be built into some sort of platform, right? We're like, hey, you know, here are my four or five titles. Uh, you know, next week send it to the people who didn't open it. Next week send it to the rest of them. So, you know, that'd be a pretty smart platform uh, addition. Uh, no, sounds charge, like Mailchimp. something that's probably within Infusionsoft or Salesforce. Uh, we'd have to see, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, number three. Three. Number three says, uh, keep your marketing emails short. And remember, he's talking about myths that people think are facts. He says, keep your marketing emails short. And so he actually asked these questions in the article. He says, uh, what do your visitors and prospects care about? And how much are they willing to read about it? And, you know, I, I think I think it's uh, it depends. I think it depends on, on who your target is and what you do. Like if you're selling something like a product or a service, um, then, yes, it is necessary to keep this email short, right to the point. Feature, advantage, benefit, and that's it, right? But but maybe you're in the business of providing information. Um, if that's the case, uh, then I think, you know, a long-form email could work. It may be necessary. So I, I'll take that one with a kind of grain of salt. You know, uh, I think it really depends on who your target is. Uh, determines really the length of this email. And you probably should change it up, right? So maybe that, you know, one email, a couple of emails are pretty long, a couple are pretty short, and then monitor those. You know, which ones get read, make sure you got a link at the bottom, which ones get that link clicked more often, and you'll have your answer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You have to test the measure. You have to test the measure. Number four. Four. There's a keep your subject lines short. Again, he's talking about a myth. A myth. Right. That people think is a fact. He says, keep your subject line short. And I, I kind of think this one is debatable also. I think it depends. Similar on, on the same criteria as the previous point. Uh, like if, if you if you in the in the product business, you providing a product or a service, um, then that subject line probably should be short. It should mention that product and be, you know, pretty much straightforward. Yeah. Um, but I, what I've also realized, and I, as I reference our process, uh, what's worked for us is, is really treating titles or subject lines like like blog titles. You know, we try to get someone to click. We want the intent for them to click and engage. And and that's what's been most effective for us. And as long as we treat it like that, uh then we kind of fall in the in the in the right um in the right criteria that fits mobile browsers and, and, and wherever else this email may be viewed at by treating it like a, a optimized page title. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, let's see here. Number five. Five. Number five was a kind of cool one also. It says number five, uh, 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 the fifth myth about email marketing that people think of facts is that unsubscribes are bad. Yeah. Unsubscribes yeah. are bad. He actually says unsubscribes are actually awesome. <laughs> he says they remove people from your list who are unlikely to buy from you, which in turn saves you money with your email software. Almost all of them charge based on the size of your list. Great point. Great point. He goes point. on to say, in fact, savvy email marketers strategically try to get unqualified leads to unsubscribe from their list on purpose to maximize the ROI of their email marketing efforts. What another way to look at that is if you're going to take your current list and you you, you instead of 
just trying to get people to drop off. You can just move up, move people up, kind of the uh, the sales ladder, and say, okay, anyone who gauges engages on this next level, those people get marketed to more often. These people maybe haven't dropped off, so it's once a month. And the ones who have engaged get once a week. And so then, exactly. yeah, you're yeah, going to get kind the of same savings. To a separate list, a different campaign, almost. Absolutely. And you, I kind of was thinking of sim- something similar because I think bulk unsubscribes are bad. Right. If you send this mail out on Friday like we do and on Saturday, you know, you get 10, 20 percent unsubscribes. Uh, then that's a problem. That's a problem. But but, uh, but if they happen over time, um, then that's OK. You know, at the end of the day, I, I think it's I think it's OK because he's right. You know, you want to get people off the list who, who aren't going to engage and, and get people on the list who who at least have a higher likelihood to click it and go back to the site or forward it to somebody who else could use it. But if people not even opening it, not even looking at it, then yeah, I'd, I'd take your your approach and be really strategic and push them off to another list, <laughs> and so that way you can continue to send them something, uh, but definitely get them off your your main list. Boom, makes sense. Uh, last one, number six. Six. Uh, he says uh, marketing emails should be branded and polished, right? And he goes on to say he works from a company called That's Groove, a myth, and right? he says that they're testing at Groove. Uh, for some of their email drips, he says, especially with customer onboarding, plain text emails with no logos or colors at all converted the best. I was like, I could kind of see that. Yeah. Right? But again, I think it depends on the audience. If you're in a, in a situation where you're providing information and you're just, you know, sending out like articles and things like that, uh, then yeah, plain text, no branding, white background, very simple, uh, will likely be extremely effective. But but if you're providing a service or a product, you know, you're selling Jordans, then I need to see a good picture of this Jordan. I need to see the Champs store logo. I need to see a coupon, right? Maybe you're providing a service. Then I need to see a tankless water heater. I need to see a smiling face and some people enjoying the hot water. And so I think it really depends on 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 what your who your audience is. And that should really drive how you how you design that that email. I think it can depend like also where the audience is in the process. So I can can tell you Mm -hmm. we've got a sales process where I I make a phone call uh, and then I actually put those people who get through that first phone call into a drip campaign. That drip campaign, I actually had to, I went and found software that used my Google, uh, um, Google apps to send it from my account and it's straight text. And yeah, so it's really yeah, it's simple. All, no, it's not designed at all. No fluff. And it's simple, easy to read. I get good responses from the prospects. And then when they become a customer, the first thing I sent is branded. Exactly. Right? You're now a customer. Here's branded stuff. You're expecting stuff from me. You want stuff from me. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it depends where they are in that process. Definitely. Definitely, man. Well, that was, um, that was email marketing myths. Um, that you would thought were facts uh, by Lynn Marketing and the good folks over at uh, Search Engine Journal. Uh, punch in the face to you, Lynn. Uh, uh, nice article. Excellent. Well done. Do we have any what news, sir? I do not have any what news. All right. Well, so if if you... Oh, this I forgot this section, so it confused me because I was ready to jump into the next one. Uh, so here's what I'd like to say. If you like this podcast, please tell three people, not four... Because we, we don't need we don't want to get greedy and not two because that's not enough. Just tell three people about this podcast right now. Go ahead and uh, go ahead right now. Now's a good time. Chuck's comfortable. He's seated. I'm here standing and uh, I'll wait. 
How could they, they could do that with the, they could do, yeah, three, Chuck counted down three. You got three, easy, it's done. Send a link to somebody, tweet yeah, about it. Yeah, I don't it. care how you do it. Tweet it to them, text it to them, call them, uh, find our Facebook Live posts and share it. Um, go to the Hangout, share that. Um, you, you're not restricted to how you contact three people and share this podcast. And you'll be doing us a great favor. So thank you very much. Hey, if you're interested in growing your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, go ahead and call EOI Results for increased profit in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. If you have a referral that somebody who's interested in any aspect of internet marketing, that's website all the way down to or up to however your perspective is, up to social media, the foundation's website, social media is uh, just another way to drive traffic to your website and then get people to engage with your business. If you have a referral interested in internet marketing, send them our direction. When they pay their bill, we will pay you. Um... Remember, I'm doing networking here in Houston. The, 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 uh, the network organization is called Up Social Network. You can go to upsocialnetwork.com. If you're in Houston, go to Up Social Network or you're going to be in Houston. Go to upsocialnetwork.com and you'll see when the next events are and uh, make sure you join us at one of those events. We were filmed live here at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106, Houston, Texas, H-Town. I don't know if the thumb's up. The thumb's not up, right? Uh, H-Town. And uh, you can get a transcript, video, and uh, audio of this podcast on our website, ewebresults.com. You guys have made us the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. That is because of you. Thank you all so much. We've been downloaded in more than 100 countries. Thank all of you. I wish I could speak, say thank you in all those languages. Uh, I will be honest. I'm not going to learn half of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I probably won't learn, you know, 10% of them. Yeah. All right. So um, anything else, Chuck? Thank you, man. All right. Until the next podcast, my name's Chris Burris. Hey, Louis. Bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Mountain snow girl, glow girl, pine and shine Balance check, balance check, three, 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 uh. Uh, SEO podcast, 333, I'm the SEO rapper, you heard of me, put it down with Chris, it's time to have a blast, it's the hangout for the podcast, uh. <laughs> uh, woo, three, three, three.